Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. John Blondell, Melvin Douglas, and Mary Pickford. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. This evening, we climax a brilliant season here in the Gulf Theater with one of the brightest comedies of the year, Hired Wife. Starring Melvin Douglas as a love-smitten cement king and Joan Blondell as his erstwhile secretary who becomes his wife for business reasons only. The music is by Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra with Frank Tours conducting. Later in the program, we have a rare radio treat for you. Mary Pickford will appear here on our Gulf Theater stage to award one of the most significant trophies in the picture industry. The audience breaks into applause as Joan Blondell and Melvin Douglas enter our Gulf Theater stage. And now, the house lights fade and the curtain rises on Hired Wife. In tonight's play, you'll meet Melvin Douglas as Stephen Dexter, the Cement King, and Joan Blondell as Kendall, his secretary. I'll step into the role of Van Horn, the company lawyer. Now, our story centers around Mr. Stephen Dexter. Oh, pardon me, Mr. Pryor. Perhaps I'd better explain about me. I'm Kendall Browning, private secretary to Stephen Dexter of the Dexter Cement Company. He calls me his right hand, but he's never put his left arm around me, darn it. Every year about this time, he gets spring fever and breaks out with a blonde. The symptoms are always the same. He comes in wearing a flower in his buttonhole and whistling, My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean, off key. We've had a late spring this year, and so far his temperature has remained normal. And I've been hoping that... Uh-oh. Here we go again. Well, well, well. Good morning, Kendall. Good morning, Queen of the May. Beautiful morning. Lovely day. Flowers in bloom. I... What did you say? Oh, nothing, nothing. Uh, Kendall, last night I had a wonderful inspiration. Look, Stephen, where have you been? Your lawyer, Van Horn, here half a dozen times is going crazy. He says that combine of rival cement companies is out to put you in bankruptcy. Oh, nonsense. Van Horn's just a worry for it. Let me tell you about my inspiration. I've decided to change our whole advertising policy. That's why I'm late this morning. I stopped to make some business arrangements with Phyllis Walden. Who? Phyllis Walden. She's a model. And she's going to be the Dexter Cement Girl. She has a head for it, no doubt. Very funny. Now, you listen to me. The moment I met her, I was sure that she was just the girl for advertising Dexter Cement. I'm going to put on one of my biggest campaigns. Well, I just bet you are. Now, look, Stephen. Why mix business with cement? Why not just file Miss Walden's name under your tickler system until your pulse runs down? Now, wait a minute, Kendall. You run my business. You arrange my diet. You pick out my clothes. You tell me when to get a haircut, where to go on my vacation, how much I can smoke and how little I can drink. I bow humbly to your ideas, your rules, and your whimsies here in my office. But outside the office, I'll run my own office. All right, and now that we're about it, let me set you straight, too. I'm getting just a little bit tired of doubling as nurse for a juvenile delinquent. I tell you, Phyllis Walden is different. 
She has character. What kind? Oh, you don't even know her. Do you? I do. She's fine. She's honest. She's real. Real? And what am I supposed to be, a cartoon? We're not talking about you. Now, just for your information, I'm seeing Phyllis tonight. Tomorrow night, the night after, and every day and night you'll see me. What do you think of that? All right. If you're sure it's the real thing, my blessing, Stephen. I won't try to stop you. Oh, I'm now, listen, through. Kendall. Listen, I don't want you to be... Kendall, Kendall, you hurt... Oh, there you are, Stephen. Hello, Van Horn. Now, it's about time you showed up. Where have you been? Out with some of your fool of fool of friends getting piddly? I'm not in the least piddly. Well, I am. Oh, my nerves. My nerves. Stephen, you know what's happened. Stop twirling. You make me dizzy. What happened? That cement combine is slapping you with an injunction the first thing in the morning. Is that bad, Van Horn? Bad? It'll tie up everything he's got. That rival outfit is determined to get him out of business. Well, you're my lawyer. Can't you protect me? Certainly I can protect you, and I will. In fact, I've got everything all figured out. Stephen, you've got to get married. Oh, well, that's very... What? It's the only way out. Then I can put every last penny, every sack of cement, your house, the shirt on your back, and your wife's name, and they can't touch it. Oh, but gee, there must be some other way out. Hey, look, maybe I can... No, and you've got to be married today. If you don't, you're a bankrupt. You're a failure. You're sunk. It's either that or marriage. Oh, well, uh... Um... Well, well, what are you stalling about? Well, I'm just trying to figure out which is worse. You wanted to put you on a corner with a tin cup? There you can do it. Why, in the case of Larman versus Sullivan, I remember All that the right, plaintiff... Oh. All right, you win. I'll get married. Great. Now, now the nearest state in which you can get married without a delay is South Carolina. South Carolina. Uh-huh. Uh, Kendall. Yes, Stephen? Reserve us two seats on the plane to Charleston. Stephen, you don't mean that... Oh, darling. Huh? Well, what's the darling for you get the tickets, and I'll meet you and Van Horn at the airport. Hey, hey, come back here. Where are you going, Stephen? Why, to propose to Phyllis Walden, of course. Oh, you can't go. We've got papers to sign. Transfer a bank account. Power of attorney. They've got to go through before the bank closes. Well, how can I marry Phyllis if I don't propose to her? Oh, you tell well, me that? let Kendall do it. Me? I mean, I. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you dope. Someone else can't propose for me. Nonsense. Look at the case of John Alden versus Miles Standish and Priscilla. All right. Now, there was a the case. All right, all right. Kendall, will you please see Miss Phyllis Walden? Tell her I love her madly. And ask her if she'll do me the honor of being my wife. Bring her to the airport. Stephen, are you sure you love her? Perfectly sure. Are you sure she loves you? Mind your own business. Now find her and bring her to that plane. I can't drag her by her phony eyelashes. Will you get her? Okay, Spring Fever, I'll get her. But don't say I didn't warn you. Where's Phyllis? The plane leaves you, man. I, uh, I couldn't get her to come. Well, didn't you tell her I loved her? Well, I told her you adored her madly, but she said she couldn't elope today. Her, uh, her Pekingese is expecting. Expecting what? Oh, oh, oh. Well, there goes the Dexter cement company. Oh, no, it doesn't, Stephen. All you have to do is ask some other girl. What other girl do I know? Well, there must be someone. Now, think hard. Someone in the office. An employee. Uh... Oh, no, no. I wouldn't want to ask one of the cleaning women. Well, how about a secretary? Who's secretary? Your secretary, me. You? Yes, come on. Do you want me to play? Good to be back in New York. Here's to us, Kendall. 
Here's to your health, Mrs. Dexter. And yours, Stephen. Ah. Healthy drink, buttermilk. Horribly healthy. You made me drink my first glass. Mm-hmm. Ah. Guess I was born, Boston. Kendall, I just can't tell you how grateful I am for helping me out of a spot. I want you to know you've done me a great favor. Oh, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, Stephen, I've always oh, wanted... yes, indeed. You're a rare sort of woman, Kendall Browning. And this isn't the moonlight or the buttermilk talking. You know, Kendall, ever since we got married, I've been wanting to say yes, that... Yes, Stephen. Well, that it isn't every secretary who'd help her boss out like this. Kendall, you're a good scout. Good scout? Yes, sir. A darn good scout. I guess you'll never understand. Hmm? Stephen, I must tell you something. It seemed all right until we got back to New York tonight, but now I feel as though I'd done a terrible thing. Kendall, are you crying? I'm a liar, Stephen. Well, I've known that for years. <laughs> and right now, I don't seem to care. Here, let me dry your eyes. No. no, don't touch me. Well, gee, where's a guy can dry his own wife's eyes if he wants to? You are my wife. No, I'm only the woman you married. I'm just a substitute for the woman you really want. Oh, let's not talk about Phyllis. Well, she'd be here if I followed orders and asked her. Yeah. What? I lied to you, Stephen. You mean Phyllis didn't say no? She didn't have a chance. I didn't go to see her. What? Uh, I did it to protect you, Stephen. You've got to believe that. all the low-down, contemptible... Yes, I know. I admit it. Oh, now what am I going to do? What do you want to do, Stephen? Oh, stop acting merry. But we are, you know. Stop looking at me like that. Go home. I am home. Get out of my house. Ah, there you are, you newlyweds. What'd you do? Disconnect the doorbell so you wouldn't be disturbed. Not enough. Oh, get out of the way, Van Horn. I'm leaving, Stephen. For good. What? But you can't. Oh, yes, I can. Do you want those vultures to suspect this marriage isn't on the level? It isn't. They'll not only break you, they'll send you to jail. Holy mackerel, can they do that? They certainly can. Steve? You haven't a chance unless Kendall lives here with you until this storm blows over. Oh, oh all right. Okay, Kendall. Take off your hat. But that's all. <laughs> you know, this is going to look awful bad to Phyllis. What about me? What will I tell my husband? What? Oh, not you. The good one I'll marry next. Uh, don't worry. You can have the bedroom. I'll sleep in the port swing, and Van Horn can sleep on the love seat in the hall. I hope you like the port swing. Good night. I love port swing. Now, look here, Stephen. I don't think I'm going to like it. Good night, Van Horn. Well, I suppose there's nothing wrong with the port swing. Good old American institution. Gee, boy, a little rusty. I guess it'll go. Bed. After all, there's nothing like sleeping out in the open. Fresh air. Night. Stars.
court swing and the curtain of the Gulf Theater both fall on the first act of Hired Wife. In just a few moments, the curtain will rise again on the second act. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to say a few words about one of your neighbors. A man owning and operating his own business right in your community. He's the fellow with the orange disc on his cap, and in front of whose place of business is the big sign of the Gulf orange disc. He's your neighborhood good golf dealer. A man who is interested in keeping your automobile expense at a minimum and in keeping your car in better condition this summer. To do this, your good golf dealer now has his own special spring changeover program. It includes a combination of services and products which you need right now to put your car in condition for summer driving. In addition to the fine golf products he uses, he is especially trained to service your car just as it should be serviced. And he has special equipment to do it just that way. So when your car needs anything from a tank full of gasoline to a complete seasonal changeover, drive in at the sign of the orange disc and get the finest petroleum products that Gulf refinery technologists can produce. Plus the attention of a specialist who knows his business and who shares your interest in keeping your car in top-notch condition. present the second act of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater production, Hired Wife, adapted by Sam Perrin and Charles Taswell from George Beck's screenplay and starring Melvin Douglas as Stephen Dexter and Joan Blondell as Kendall Browning, his secretary, who has become Mrs. Dexter and the legal owner of a cement business, his bank account, his house, and other possessions to save them from being attacked. Kendall still occupies the bedroom. Stephen still sleeps and dreams of his true love, Phyllis Walden, in the port swing. And Van Horn, their lawyer and chaperone, spends his night on the love seat. We find them a jolly sleep in the bedroom. Coffee's stone cold again. Will you tell me why the orange juice is always hot and the coffee's always cold? Where's the morning paper? I'm reading it. Oh, my back. Whoever called that torture device a love seat had a hateful nature. Yeah. Whoever called that dive bomber on the porch a swing was nuts. You boys are certainly in a mood this morning. I'll bet you didn't drink your buttermilk last night. No, we didn't drink our buttermilk last night. Speaking for myself, I don't mean to drink it tonight or tomorrow night either. One thing I can make up my own mind about. One vestige of self-respect I have left. I can't sign anything. I can't do anything. Can't even get my lunch money. Stephen, it's all your fault, Van Horn. Listen to this. Combine withdraw suits against Dexter Cement Company. What? We've won, Stephen. We've won. The vultures have given up. Let me see that paper. Here. Here, right here. Read it yourself. Oh, Stephen, I'm so glad for I you. I told you we'd lick them, didn't Aren't I? are you happy, Stephen? Happy isn't the word. Why, this means I'm a free man. It's a reprieve from heaven. Just wait till I break the news to Phyllis. To Phyllis? Poor girl. She's been so patient and brave and understanding. Hey, Van Horn, how long will it take to get Kendall and me divorced? Well, six weeks in Reno if neither party contests it. Oh, but this party will contest it plenty. Kendall, you're not going to fight this. Oh, I most certainly am. Oh, well, in that case, it'll take years. Years? Five at least. Your best bet is to disappear and be given up for dead. Uh, I'm going to fight this. So, Kendall, you like being Mrs. Stephen Dexter, do you? All right. You can have the house. I'm moving out. You're a grass widow. And from now on, I'm being seen in every club and night spot in town with Phyllis Walden. 
Maybe you'll be glad to divorce me when the gossip columns start laughing you out of town. Jesus. Goodbye. Ah, that beautiful music. She reminds me of home, Mrs. Dexter, in far-off South America. Never mind putting on an act for me, Jose. Save it till you meet Phyllis. That's what I hired you for. Don't fear. The Acme Escort Service has never failed. I am a blitzkrieg with blonde. And when this Phyllis see me, your husband have a blackout. Here comes the head waiter. Tell him we want Mr. Dexter's table. Si. Good evening, monsieur. You have the reservation? Senor Dexter's party. Are we this way, please? Ah, I so love this one, Claude. It's so expensive. And so is Phyllis, but Stephen will see that you have plenty of spending money. You mean your husband will pay for my campaign? Uh-huh, only he won't know it. He never looks at what he's signing when I make out his checks, and since this is for his own good, he may as well pay for it. Here's their table. Hello, Stephen. Hello, General. Hello, Phyllis, darling. I'm so sorry we're what? late. Uh, what is it? Now, don't be cross, dear. We got held up in traffic. Phyllis, may I present Senor Don Jose de Braganza? How do you do? Oh, how do you do? And this is Stephen, my husband. In South America, we have nothing so beautiful as you, senorita. Oh. Pardon me, she says I'm Stephen. Yeah. Oh. How do you do? How have do you, you do? ordered yet, Poppy? No, no, Poppy has not ordered yet. <laughs> what are you trying to do now? Who is that grasshopper with you? Biggest dam and bridge man in South America. You can't get away with this. Well, Phyllis, uh, we, we better be going if we want to make that show. You mean you eat Zimmerman's cream cheese just because my picture's on it? Oh, I eat four. No, six cases, beautiful one. Oh. Phyllis. <laughs> what? Oh, yes, Stephen. If we don't go, we'll miss the show. Oh, well, we can see it some other night, can't we? Certainly you can. Oh, tell us, Jose, have you bought any polo ponies lately? Polo ponies? Oh, polo ponies. Uh, yeah, I read polo you pony. had some sent up from Brazil. Just a few streams. Oh, I'd love to see them. May I, Jose? Ah, alas. I had them sent back to my uh, 400,000-acre patenda. Would you like to dance, Phyllis? Well, Oh, I... I'm so sorry. I have already asked Phyllis for this dance. Senor Dexter... You don't mind. No, no, not at all. Have a good time. Come, beautiful one. I will show you the real way to dance the conga, like we do from South America. Stephen, don't look so disturbed. It's all in fun. Fun. If he squeezes her hand once more, I'm going to slip my double Mickey Finn. He's a lounge lizard, a parlor snake. You just remember this, Kendall. I'm wise to you, and I don't want any of your tricks. Doing? Wonderful, Senora Dexter. Here are my expense bills for the month of May. Let's see. Apartment at the Ritz, uh-huh. rent of automobile, luncheons at Pierre's, ring, ring, Jose? Ring on the telephone. Five hundred of them. Oh. But do not lose hope. I think I'm disturbing her a little. June was an expensive month, Jose. Theater tickets, hockey tickets, breakfast for two... Breakfast, Jose? We only rode horses in the park one morning. Oh. But don't worry, I am now disturbing her a lot. Hello, Kendall. I've been looking Oh, over. go away, Jose. It's all over. What? Love. He came in an hour ago and said since I won't divorce him, he'll, he'll ask for an annulment. And then he sent for Phyllis. Phyllis loves me. She will not come here. He's in the other room with him right, right now, and he's asking her to marry him. What? I will kill him. I will kill them both two times twice. Come, you shall watch the slaughtering. Felix, I am here. You're Jose. Jose, 
Get out of here. You cannot win my feelings, Senor Dexter. Never. She loves me madly. Since when? Since always. The time began, the world was damp. And I was a bullfrog and she was a cow frog. Isn't that beautiful, Stephen? You owe it to yourself to find out more about this man. Where did your money come from, Senor Braganza? I told you once. I'm asking him. It comes from, uh, from the cement business. Huh? Oh, Stephen! Stephen! Oh, pardon me. What do you want, Van Horn? Well, I was just going over these bills, Stephen, and there's quite a flock of checks here I don't understand. Uh, They're made out to a party named Jose de Braganza. Is that your new tailor? Did you say Jose de Braganza? Let me see those checks. Oh, Jose, I guess we'd better run along. Yes, you'll excuse us. Stay where you are, you two. Well, this is the greatest bunco game of all time. Jose, what do those checks mean? It is, darling. It looks bad, but it couldn't be worse. Oh, <laughs> How could you? Kendall, I knew you were a liar, but I didn't know you were a crook. Senor Dexter, I challenge you to a duel. I cannot take such an insult to your wife. Oh, you can, can't you? You cut-rate Casanova. Well, take this. Oh! Uh, look, uh, could I hold somebody's coat? Get some water, Mr. Van Horn. Oh, Jose, Jose, darling, are you hurt? I will kill him to pieces. I don't know why you should fight over Kendall. She's not worth fighting over. Oh, I'm not, am I? Why, you... Oh. Kendall, you leave Phyllis alone. Oh, my poor little Phyllis. Here, here, I will kiss this slap. You do, and I'll slap the kisser. Leave me alone, Jose. I hate you. There, there, Phyllis, darling, don't you cry. Everything's going to be all right oh, now. Let's get out of here. Yes, and the sooner the better. Farewell, my lovely Felix. Goodbye, Stephen. You can't blame a girl for trying. You can have your divorce. I'm off to Reno. Come on, Van Horn. You can fix the papers. What a life. Oh, my nerves, my nerves. Well, that's that. Finished with those two. And good riddance. Six years I put up with Kendall Brown. Bossed me and bullied me around, and I let her do it. What a fool I was. So was I, Stephen. I should have known Jose was a phony. Honest men don't make love that well. They haven't had the practice. Six years, and at least once a day, Kendall did something frightful to me. I knew men could be low, but not as low as Jose. Truth, honor, decency mean nothing to me. I'd like to strangle Jose this minute. I consider today the luckiest day of my life. You should too, Phyllis. Stephen. What? When are we going to stop kidding ourselves? What do you mean? We love them. Oh, I'm glad you said it first. Uh, goodbye, Phyllis. Good luck. Where are you going? I'm going to try to catch Kendall before she gets to Reno. So this is Reno, eh? Van Horn, will you stop admiring the scenery and help me find Kendall? We were stupid enough to let her get, let her get out of town. Now we've got to locate her before she gets a divorce. <laughs> Proceed with the defense. Therefore, Your Honor, I'd like you to hear what this sweet, defenseless little woman has to say. He's the biggest rat I ever married. I beg your pardon, Judge, but I'm looking for Mrs. Kendall Dexter. Did you divorce her? No, I didn't, son. Order in the court. Pardon me, Judge, but did a Mrs. Dexter, Kendall Dexter, apply for a divorce here? Not in this court. Last courthouse in Reno. Well, let's go in. I beg your pardon, Judge. Yes, what is it? Did a Mrs. Kendall Dexter apply for a divorce here? No, she didn't, but I'll be glad to send her an application blank. What a trip. I'm glad to be back in New York. Too bad we didn't find her, though. I can't understand it. 
We went to every courthouse in Reno. Mm-hmm. She could have gone to Las Vegas or some city in the state of Idaho. Well, wherever she went, we've lost her. I'll never find her, Van Horn. I'm sorry, old man. You did your best. Now, you must try and get yourself some sleep. Well, don't leave me now, Van Horn. I feel terrible. Stay here tonight. I've got an extra bed. Well, I'd like to, Steve, but I got some things to attend to. Oh. I'm sorry, Stephen. Well, I... Well, good night. Good night, Van Horn. The Joan Blondell and Melvin Douglas well deserve it for their excellent performances in Hired Wife. And now, friends, we've come to the end of another season here in the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. A happy one for all of us, I assure you. And on this occasion, we're honored by a visit from one of the best-loved people in all America. She's here beside me now, Hollywood's favorite lady, Mary Pickford. Thank you, Roger. And thank you, my friends. I'm here tonight on a very important mission. I come not as Mary Pickford, but as a representative of the entire motion picture industry. Tonight, you know, marks the end of our third season of Gulf Spring Gill Theater Broadcast. Three seasons of accomplishment. During the past three years, Gulf has contributed generously to the Motion Picture Relief Fund, making possible the building of a home to provide for the aged and needy of our industry. During this period also... Gulf has helped raise the standard of radio dramatic entertainment by the intelligent presentation of motion picture stars and carefully written, skillfully directed stories, enabling the stars to bring to the great radio audience the values of personality and performance that made them famous on the screen. For this, these reasons, the motion picture industry awards this silver plaque to the Gulf Oil Company. I'd like to read the plaque's inscription to you. It says, Awarded to the Gulf Oil Company for eminent achievement in furthering the advancement of the allied arts of motion pictures and radio through the medium of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. The plaque is signed by Edward Arnold, President of the Screen Actors Guild, Sheridan Gibney, President of the Screen Writers Guild, Frank Capra, President of the Screen Directors Guild, and Y.F. Freeman, President of the Association of Motion Picture Producers. May this always be a symbol of the high regard in which the motion picture industry holds the Gulf Green Guild Theater.
on behalf of Colonel Drake, president of the Gulf Oil Companies, thank you. And thank you again for myself and all of us who have worked together here in the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Since this is the last program of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater for this season, I want to thank all of you for your loyalty to the program and to Gulf. And I want to tell you something else, too. This summer, the Gulf Company has a special treat for you, a new Gulf show. A show that's particularly appropriate for Sunday night, when there aren't any newspapers handy, and when you want to know what's going on in the world right then. Yes, it's a news program. But what a news program. It's World News Tonight. A half hour of news direct from the world's capitals, where news is being made. It's broadcast by top-notch reporters and interpreted by leading commentators. And it will be on as a service to you every Sunday night. So starting next Sunday night, tune in on Gulf's new summertime show, World News Tonight. Until then, this is Roger Pryor speaking for your neighborhood good golf dealer and saying thank you and good night, everyone. for the Gulf Screen Guild Theater has been under the supervision of Oscar Bradley. Beginning next Sunday, for those of you who do not have daylight setting time, the Gulf Summer Program, World News Tonight, will be brought to you one hour earlier. But Easton speaking, this is the Columbia Broadcasting System.